0: Regular listeners to the show will know that if there's one thing we love on page 180, it's Pedro Pascal minding a kid, going on adventures. That's what we love. That's the main thing we love. And, you know, we're not talking about The Last of Us this week because we wanted to take a detour. Obviously, look, it's a big week. Ant-Man and the Wasp Mania coming out. But it's also a big week because a week from now when you're listening to this, it'll be time for another Pedro Pascal Minds a Kid show. The Mandalorian Season 3, uh, when it left last time, it could be argued was the biggest show on the planet, but since then, a new Pedro Pascal show may have taken that championship belt, so he's coming to basically fight himself for the biggest show on the, pla- on the planet, and that's going to be something that, you know, when we wrap up The Last of Us, we're going to be putting a big focus on uh, because I am a huge Star Wars fan, um, and I love having these conversations, and whenever I I, I kind of want to focus on Star Wars Whenever anything's going on in the Star Wars kind of universe There's only one man for the job And there's only one man that I ever turn to um, And I want to get your uh, I want you guys to get the benefit Of his wisdom and expertise And and the interesting chats That that, that I get to have I don't want to just uh, hoard them all to myself uh, It's an old friend You may know him from uh, If you're an old blows Network listener He was the host of the Talk Nerdy to Me show on that uh, You may know him from his Twitch streams Which you can be found on there You may know him from various podcasts And various projects that he works around You may know him as from the world of pro wrestling I know him just as Jerry Jerry Soul you're very welcome uh, to discuss the Mandalorian. How are you, Jerry? Long time no speak.
1: I I'm great. Um, obviously off air we were discussing how when was the last time we kind of did a show together and anything like that, and it's been so long mm. that I I'm starting to grow. Gray hairs, and you look exactly the same, you bastard. So,
0: <laughs> you know, yeah, keep saying that for the people who listen, and then the people who are on YouTube, uh, they, they know you're lying. But I appreciate the flattery, it'll get you everywhere on this show. Jerry, we're in Mandalorian season, it's happening, it's finally oh. back. Uh, We got Mandalorian season 2.5 last year, but obviously, look, it's been, you know, it's been years since we did a show together, but it's been years since we've got a Mandalorian show as well. So uh, it it feels like it's coming in a little bit under the radar uh, because maybe it's just it's been that long. But how are you feeling? Are you hyped up for this or or kind of do you need a bit of a bit of heating up? Now, I'm sure that by the end of this conversation, we're both going to geek ourselves out and we're going to be there. Don't worry. But like, how are you feeling now coming into it with it? With it so close? I, I'm feeling
1: good because I, I, a lot of my friends uh, and my fellow nerds, uh, they don't like watching trailers. They don't like having any type of spoiler whatsoever. Whereas yeah. I'm, a, I'm the exact opposite, you know, um, like me and you, we've discussed Game of Thrones in the past. I absolutely destroyed the last uh, season for myself because I went onto different forums and I, oh, this was leaked and that was leaked and blah, blah, blah. So I try not to dive too much into it now, but I mm-hmm. do still like watching trailers. And the trailers have gotten me so, so hyped. But it's also kind of gotten my creative juices flowing. It's like, what could potentially happen? You know, where is it going to go from here? Are we going to get another season after this? We don't actually know. We really don't know. We don't know if we're going to get season four or five or anything like that. Could we have a Mando movie? You know, whatnot. But when you see uh, the trailer and you see him and you see Grogu and then you see 50 million older Mandalorians, you're like, shit is about to go down. Yes, Like this is not like the first two seasons. This is something completely different, but it's completely different in the sense that it's 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 different for live action, but we will have seen elements of this from the Clone Wars and, and stuff like that. And that's what's making me so excited for this because the, the first time we ever saw a Mandalorian and we didn't even know he was a Mandalorian was Boba Fett and that was in, in Empire Strikes Back. So it was this very mysterious guy in this armor, very distinctive helmet. Um, then we learned more about the lore of Mandalorians when we saw uh, Clone Wars, when, when Clone Wars came out. Mm. So it's a, it, it was so much more complicated than just a guy in, in, in a suit of armor. It was a f- whole society, but then there was different elements of society. Co- of course, you've got Death Watch. And Death Watch is where uh, the Mando or where uh, Din-, Din Djarin came from. And it's a different type. It's like an offshoot from it as well. So, so many different elements to the Mandalorians themselves. You've got like what they would know, what they would be known as thoroughbred uh, Mandalorians, people actually born on Mandalore, whereas Death Watch and and, and this kind of sect of Death Watch, they're all different. They're all different aliens. They're all from different planets. They were all born in different places, Uh, but they're still considered Mandalorian. So it's so exciting to see so many different mandalorians now in going to be in this one obviously we we, we got um uh different mandalorians we even had uh, wrestler mandalorians yes uh, and, and you know sasha banks was, was a mandalorian and so it's it's uh, it, it's very exciting to see exactly where they're going to go with this now obviously he's on his his personal journey now because it's not about finding grogu anymore it's not about protecting him it's about himself now Because he knows because what we found out from not from Bob, sorry, from from Mando 2.5, as you called it, (laughs) we found out that he's basically excommunicated. He's you know, you're you're done until you kind of do something to kind of get the faith back, then then you're done. So it's a, a sense of this is a personal journey for him, and he has to do this. But you've got a, a lot of other elements of it as well. You've got he has the dark saber, and technically, the person who has the dark saber is like the de facto ruler of really? Mandalore. Yeah. So he has that now. And I don't think Bo Katan is very happy about that fact. Mm. You know, Bo Katan is technically a good guy, but are we going to see a, a heel turn? Or a bit of a tweener thing going. I think so. I think that's what we're going to get. Because yeah. she wants to be the ruler. She was the rightful ruler in her eyes. She was the rightful ruler. And she was for a time. But of course, when she was, what happened? Fucking Mandalore got blown to shit. That's what happened. So, like, she's probably looking at that going, because the whole idea of the Dark Saber is you have to win it in battle. It's as simple mm-hmm. as that. You, have, you don't have to kill the person. You have to win it. You have to win it in battle. And that's what Din Djarin did. He won it from... Uh, fucking...
0: Most, best, I lost it. Sorry. Yeah, we know who you're
1: talking <laughs> Car- about. Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah. He won it from him. Um, And she's looking at that going, well, he he offered it to her. It's like, that's not how it works. But that's how you got it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You didn't win it in battle. You were offered it. And that's what happened. Basically, the whole idea is she seen in her head was, I was offered this. I became the ruler of Mandalore, and Mandalore got blown to shit. So I'm not going to take this. If I if I get in the back, I need to win it properly. So that almost like a curse is gone. You know, so the curse of whatever happened of her being given the dark saber is gone. But there's so many things that could potentially happen in this series, like you can look at the trailers and you can dissect them and, and and whatever you want to do,
0: but we really don't know that much. And I think that's that's the exciting part. That that's where we can kind of discuss this freely because, you know, this isn't so we're, we're tracking kind of a point in star Wars history and lore that we haven't learned much about, you know, we're in that period in between the first, uh, the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy. and, Again, we kind of know where things end up in terms of the grander scheme, but now we're kind of focusing this in on Mandalore specifically, and Din even more specifically. So again, we've no idea where any of this ends up. Like even if you think of like even if we had to zoom out to bigger picture, to bigger characters within the picture, Ahsoka Tano. Like we we don't know what happens with her. You know what I mean? So again, if we don't know one of the most important Jedi's of all time and how. That story ends up, and we're going to learn that as well, like, in the future. That's another project, which I imagine we'll be discussing quite a lot in the future. But if we don't know that, then we don't know anything here. So we can kind of discuss this freely. But let's kind of, you know, we're both very bought in, and we love our Star Wars. Um, For someone who doesn't really know, you've touched on a bit of it there. If you could kind of give a brief kind of, you know, what what is Mandalore? What are the stakes? What are we kind of looking for in terms of here? Uh, and, and just some backstory for anyone who hasn't kind of maybe done the whole Clone Wars Rebels, the novels kind of deep dives. Where, what are we kind of looking at in terms, what's kind of the elevator pitch for what Mandalore is and what the stakes are for this?
1: Oh, it's a tough question because there's so much to Mandalore and the Mandalorians. Like you, yeah. you, you could go a deep, deep, deep dive and go back as far as the old Republic. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have been a, a player of the original game Knights of the Old Republic which came out in the early 2000s on the original yeah. Xbox. And you learn so much more about the Mandalorians. So obviously the planet's Mandalore. They're called Mandalorians. The leader of the Mandalorians is Mandalore. And he could be Mandalore the Mighty, Mandalore the Punisher, Mandalore the Wise, something along those lines. They were all Mandalore. So Mandalore of Mandalore leading the Mandalorians. Now, it's a bit of a tongue twister, but it's fine. (laughs) Uh, So you could go a proper deep dive into that. So basically, these were back in about a thousand years before the events of Star Wars. They were very much a warrior society, a very aggressive warrior society. They would invade places. They um, uh, They went to war with the Republic is what they did. They were kind of on the side of the Sith Empire back in the day. So they were very much an aggressive uh, society. But during that time frame, uh, they weren't wiped out, but they were defeated by the Republic. So they were kind of scattered in a way. Mandalore was still there. The leader of the Mandalorians, would have had a new leader, but they were very much scattered. So uh, Mandalorians were used very much like Boba Fett is, mm. uh, like bounty hunters, uh, higher security, higher dunes, hit men, yeah. stuff like that, assassins, stuff like that. So, you know, that's all we ever thought of the Mandalorians before the Clone Wars came along. Mm. So we just thought of Boba Fett and the Mandalorians as, as hired goons, assassins, um, bounty hunters, stuff like that. And then you actually find out that's not really the case at all. That's just a small amount of them. You have a proper society on Mandalore. They had, a, it was a queen, wasn't it? It was a queen.
0: Yeah, well, Duchess yeah. uh, Satine was kind of the first. So yeah, but yeah, you had a ruler and, and Duchess Satine, obviously, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi's old flame? Question mark. You know, well, they, they did. They definitely Def, know. Definitely, definitely Question mark. there. he has a
1: he has a fucking son. I'm sorry, he has a son. There's definitely yeah, a son, yeah, yeah. yeah Obi two.
0: Yeah, Obi
1: two. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking fighter, Jack. <laughs> you look at the society and it's a very complex society because uh, it's like any other world really in star Wars, you know, they've got a government, they've got a ruler, they've got an army, you know, they've got ordinary people who don't wear these mad uh, armor costumes, you know, but then you've got the, the other elements that kind of, you know, when it comes to star Wars, you've always, always got a kind of good and the bad. So you've got the likes of death watch and death watch want to rule mandolin. Um, they feel they, they, they rightly should be the rulers of Mandalore and, and, and that's where the conflict comes from um, you've got a lot of uh, you get a lot of the backstory in the Clone Wars and that's the, I, would, I would suggest for anyone who, was, who was, has never watched the Clone Wars watch the Clone Wars because number one it's one of the best um, shows out there you know people kind of look at it and go I'm not watching a cartoon you can't look at it like that you can't look at it it's just a cartoon it's not just for kids and it's yep. really not because, you know, obviously, a lot of it is kind of tailored to kids. Um, but the majority of that story, like people get outright murdered in that show. Yeah. You know, and that's not for kids, you know. So it, it, it follows on the lines of uh, what Lucas came up with in the the original trilogy, the prequels and, and then obviously in, going into the sequels. Um, you get a lot of the backstory because th- there's not just one or two episodes. This is a whole running team in, in the Clone Wars. Mm. You get a lot of information about, um, about the Mandalorians themselves. You get a lot of information about their, their culture, their society. You do get a lot of Death Watch. And I do like the Death Watch arc. I think it's very, very good. Um, you've also so, got Death posted. Watch. If
0: if someone's never seen that, so that's they. If we watch the Mandalorian, so Bo Katan, for example, uh, that that's kind of the main Mandalorian that we're seeing in in the Mandalorian. She would have came from Death Watch, but that would have been a, a more terrorist kind of exactly. organization, originally. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, so, so Bo Katan was originally part of Death Watch, and they were, as I say, they wanted to rule Mandalore, and they were doing it like that in, in a terrorist way they wanted to, to basically go in, blow shit up and take over. So it, it, it was very much uh, like that, that aggressive thing. The Mandalorians themselves, the, the society, weren't this aggressive people that we'd seen a thousand years beforehand. They were not peaceful, but, they, you know, they're ready to defend themselves if need yeah. be. But um, uh, Death Watch and Bo-Katan, she was originally part of it. Uh, when Darth Maul then came along and took over, uh, from the original leader which was uh, Pre Vizsla was the leader of of, of uh, Death Watch when um, uh, Dart Maul came along he then Became leader. I'm not going to go into any. T- I don't yeah, no, no. Well, you can watch the there. Clone Wars, watch and we'll give you, we'll give you, you like know. what
0: I'll do is I'll give you a breakdown of of the episodes. Like, because the Clone Wars is kind of like a historical text, so it's more like again, it's not necessarily a narrative show where you need to watch from start to finish. You, if you've never watched it for this purpose, you could actually dip into. It. So I've narrowed it down to specifically if you want to kind of follow the Mandalorian side of what is it one, two, three, four. Eight episodes you could watch in the Clone Wars. And they're like half an hour tops. So again, like that's you know, a few hours you could get watched. And then, you know, two episodes of Rebels as well. You want it? you definitely wanna get those because that tells yeah. you kind of what happened Mandalorian after. And it is kind of a but again, like kind of is there you have Clone Wars and Rebels. Is there anything kind of Aside from those that, that you'd recommend, is there any of the books or video games that you'd recommend if people want to do a, a deep dive or a binge to, to kind of get up on on Mandalore history and fully appreciate kind of what, what we can expect for this? If, if you want to know more about the Mandalorians themselves,
1: about the culture, about the planet, about the people themselves, there's one game that is still to this day, it's still online. And it is Star Wars, The Old Republic. So it's something that is, is it's not anything from kind of nowadays, we'll say. It's, it's set about a thousand years before the events of uh, A New Hope, Emperor Strikes Back. Mm. Basically, uh, you can play a character that um, is a bounty hunter. And, you, you know, you're not a Mandalorian, but you're playing a bounty hunter. But you then become part of the Mandalorian hunt. Is what it is. So basically, you're trying to become a Mandalorian essentially by being part of this hunt. And it's a fantastic story. It's not something that you're going to get through in a day or two. I can tell you that now. This is something that I have 10 years. It's no, sorry. It's 12 <laughs> years old now. This game is 12 years old now. It's a fully online game. M- uh, MMO, MMO, that's what it, multi- yeah. MMO,
0: MMO, RPG. That's the
1: one. Yeah. And I have never finished it. That's, that's <laughs> So the you're not going to get it but...
0: done before the 1st of March. Like, no, okay. <laughs> but for the,
1: pur- for the purposes of learning about the Mandalorians, you'll get through in a day or two. Okay. Because as you're progressing in the story, you'll you learn more and more about the Mandalorians. And, and you have a rival who is an actual Mandalorian, we'll say, born and bred on Mandalore. And he's a dick. <laughs> and all you want to do is kill him. And he tends to escape a lot. He does a lot of escape um. But you do You learn so much about them You you get to a planet called Drummond Kos Which is actually the Sith Imperial Seat So it's the, it's the capital of the Sith Empire But there's a Mandalorian enclave on it And it's just wall-to-wall Mandalorians And every different type of armor Color Different weapons Like at the minute the game the, the, I'm actually playing it at the minute I was playing it on, on, on my Twitch I'm using uh, what is uh, it's basically Din Djarin's armor is what I'm using at the minute it's designed; it's not supposed to be him but it's designed around him so I've got his weapons I've got his armor um, and I'm following the storyline now uh, it, it's so much information and you learn so much about the Mandalorians in it everything from the type of weapons that they used the ships that they used but again you'll learn more about, about them back then they were more of a warrior race Whereas in the kind of modern uh, era, they you know they're still warriors, but they're they're more pacifists now. Mm. But that was then, and this is now. And when we go into the season three, I don't think there's going to be very many pacifists when it comes to the Mandalorians because we finally saw what happened to them. Yeah, we'd heard of it. We'd heard what happened, but we didn't actually see it. So when you see it, you're like, holy shit. They didn't just conquer Mandalore. They blew it to fuck. They, re- they just blew it to bits. And that was, that. we saw that it was in Baba. It wasn't, wasn't actually in the second season. It was in Baba we saw, it, wasn't it? Mm, yeah. And when you, w- I remember watching that scene of the bombers, the Imperial bombers going down and, and, and blowing at Mandalore and then the capital being just the one big explosion. It's like that mushroom cloud. You're like, whoa. This, you know, it wasn't just they were defeated. They were they tried to annihilate them they try it was basically cleansing of the mandalorians so that's why there's so few of them left so it it's it's very interesting to see where they go with that where, what what it, what is the actual story that we're going to get out of this and we you know there's going to be a lot of speculation as to exactly what's going to go on at the end of this season are we actually going to see din Djarin as the leader of the mandalorians are we going to see him like I have my I have my ideas about exactly what 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 he's what's going to happen with him. OK, you know, and it's it's it, obviously we're now centralized about him. The first two scenes were about him and Grogu yeah. um, and what's going to happen with Grogu. And that's gone now. And I think we're we're, we're now dead set on him. Grogu is obviously still there, but I, I hope because I feel. If we get another season that's centralised around Grogu, it's just going to be the Grogu show. It's not going to be the Mandalorian anymore. Mm. And that's not something that we want. We want the Mandalorian. It's about him. We want it all about him.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. And and, and like, again, I think we're going to get some Grogu heavy stuff and I think we're going to get some revelations and so on. And I want to discuss that. But I agree. I think this one, this is about just to kind of set the stakes. So what's happening here, but looks things is we don't actually know what the state of Mandalore is. Again, we can presume a lot from having seen it get blown to bits, but the planet still exists. What we hear is basically just stuff the characters have said. And again, what they've said is very... They're unreliable narrators in terms of that. They're they're saying, like, they believe it's been abandoned, it's unlivable, it's uninhabitable, and so on. But we hear contrasting stories. So Bo-Katan, for example, tends to believe, no, there may be something worth saving there. And essentially, we're going to Mandalore. It looks like we're heading back to Mandalore and... At the moment, again, like you said, we discussed the Darksaber there. We obviously saw uh Dinjarin win the Darksaber from Moff Gideon in the season two finale. Um, and now obviously Bo-Katan had that little side-eye glance where she's like, No, it's killed, cool. it's killed. Cool. Yeah, don't worry about it yet. Yeah, no, didn't really, didn't really care about that da- Dark Saber. Is when like if you know anything about you know, and if you do your binge on Mandalore, and even if you don't, all you need to know is she fucking loves the Dark Saber. It is, it is her precious. Um, <laughs> and I think you know, there there, there is a te- like again when we meet Bogotan she is she's a terrorist in Death Watch. It's not until really towards the end of Clone Wars that she actually turns around and kind of you know, it's you know, she actually turns good, and even then it's more. I won't get into the plot if you want to watch it fresh, but it's more because the enemy, the the enemy of my enemy is my friend, rather than her actually being a good person. So we've never actually seen her be a good person. She's quite power hungry. She's she can be a psychopath. She can be a murderer. Um, but now she is technically an ally. With Mando and Grogu But again not someone that you necessarily trust And Mando has something that she very much wants So again that's the stakes at play here What do you think? You said you've got some ideas We will stick with kind of Dean And then we can kind of discuss Grogu What do you think is, is at play here? With, with
1: regards to him What he was told by the armour was He would need to like basically make a penance He would, he would He would need to do it But there was only one place he could do it and that's why we're centralizing now about Mandalore, because he's going to go on this journey to basically get forgiveness from, from Death Watch and to be able to be named as a Mandalorian again. But I feel that uh, you look at the trailers and you look at um, the amount of different Mandalorians in it. it's not just Death Watch now. You've got so many different types of armor. You've got so many different people Then, But I think by the end of it, and I think, you know, Pedro Pascal, he he does like playing the role, Hmm. but he has not always liked wearing the helmet. And he has said that multiple times. He doesn't like, because let's be honest, he's a a beautiful looking man. And to constantly keep him in that helmet is fucking blasphemy. It really is. It's blasphemy. So I think what we're going to do is he is going to do this personal journey and he's going to get to the end of it and he will fulfill whatever he needs to do. But I think his eyes will be opened by the end of this series. And I think he'd be like, I'm a Mandalorian, but he's gonna take the helmet off. And obviously not permanently because you know it's it's his armor and yeah. whatnot. But, but I just feel that it, he will go on this personal journey. He will do whatever he needs to do to basically get forgiveness from the debt from Deathwatch. But I think by the end of the show, by the end of the series, it's it's a thing where um it it's it's gonna be him kind of realizing this isn't who I am this isn't exactly what, what I need to do. Like, you know, I, I, he could be very well, the leader, he could be Mandalore by the end of this, you know, It, it could be that he does actually take up the mantle. He could become the leader of whatever the Mandalorians are left, you know? So it's a thing where I think by the end of it, he'll take the helmet off and he won't actually be part of um. Death Watch and, and this kind of cult That bo because Bo-Katan calls it A cult it's not a thing Where um, this is just An offshoot this is very much a cult That you know you cannot take your helmet off You cannot have yeah. your face be seen it, It's not allowed and you're gone if you, if you do you know We didn't see that In any other part of Star Wars In any game in any book In any show it's not a thing I want to know where Did this offshoot come from I want to know cuz cuz I feel I feel the armor has a bigger backstory mm-hmm. than we think. Yeah, and I think there's something there. You know, it, I'm not going to speculate as to who the armor could potentially be, but there's yeah. something to do with the armor. There's something there because yeah. we've seen her multiple times now. It's not just she was in the, the couple of episodes and that she's gone. She's come back and now she's said, "No, no, you no, no, you took your helmet off. Fuck you. You're gone." Oh, I, well I tell you what If you want to come back You have to go And you have to go To, to Mandalore A place mm. that is abandoned And unlivable And you know It's shit Yeah So Interesting It's, it's going to be very interesting To see exactly where it go, But I just feel He is going to have A turnaround By the end of the series And The helmet will come off And okay. We'll go from there But that's just my opinion
0: Okay I agree I think we're going to get I think that's what this season's going to be. We're going to get all of those kind of, that's all going to come out in a wash. Uh, now, again, you could, there's a lot there. You could stretch that out until two, three seasons if they wanted to stretch to show out. But I think we're going to get a meaty season with a lot of that lore discovered, which is interesting because when we left season two, and even as we headed into Book of Oba Fett, we thought the story of season three was going to be, we knew this was on the horizon because they'd set it up perfectly. But also as well, when we left season two, you know, obviously, Dean and Grogu had had their parting of the ways. Grogu was going to go off to, to Luke uh, and get trained in the Jedi waves. Uh, we saw Luke basically worst babysitter ever. Um, you know, he, he just had no patience <laughs> for he's like either no head to be an amazing Jedi now or I'm giving you back. And that was it. And then all of a sudden Grogu is is back with Dean in, in Book of Boba Fett. Did that remove a lot? Because for me, that was such a perfect ending and a perfect moment. And then there was the question of, can you break these two up? These are an amazing pair. And then obviously they just reunited them in a show that wasn't even about them. And we kind of weren't expecting. Now don't get me wrong. Those episodes, as we call it, season 2.5 of the Mandalorian, the the back half of Book of Boba Fett, they were amazing. Um, so don't get me wrong, it wasn't as if it was wasted or it was bad TV, but did that remove a lot of the intrigue? We're coming into this very low key now. Again, and we're taping a good bit out. Maybe in the few days of the week beforehand, the marketing will ramp up and the excitement will ramp up. We don't know. But do, do you think that that's why there's maybe not a lot of talk about this? Because they kind of took away that that mystery and that hook that we had? I, I think so. I, I
1: think if you look at the last, if you took at the last episode when Luke comes in, the dark troopers and whatnot, and he takes Grogu away. You know, obviously there was a plan in place, and I genuinely believe they saw the fan reaction to that and went, oh, fuck, no, we can't do this. <laughs> because I think the fan reaction at the time was, Grogu's gone? Oh well, no, Grogu can't be gone. And he's back nearly immediately. Yeah, he, he's back yeah. even before the third season. Yeah. You know, so it's a it's a thing where they I think, you know, Dave Filoni and John Favreau, they had this idea because um Faloni's fantastic when it comes to to um Star Wars lore and look at the Clone Wars, look at what he did there. And then Favreau, he has the kind of the, the same brain that Kevin Feige had and the kind of vision to go, right, we're we're gonna have an A, B, C, and D here. And this is where we're going to go. It's not like the DC universe where it's so fucking chaotic and everything's all over the place. Kevin Feige had this idea of we're going to do phases one, two, three, four, five, six, and then beyond. And I think that's where um, Favreau kind of went, right, we have this plan for for one, two seasons one, two, and three. But I think come the end of season two, you're like, we have to change this because we have to bring Grogu back. Because it was a sense of fans wanted Grogu because they absolutely loved him. But then Disney were like, no 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 we we want our cash cow yeah we want all the money bring the little green fucker back (laughs) and and that's what it was But i don't necessarily think that's a bad thing because we very first episode of the very first season you you we find mando and he's a bounty hunter and he finds baby yoda because that's what he was known as he wasn't grogu he was baby yoda That's what he was. And we instantly fell in love with this kind of father-son gimmick. And we did. And going from that, from season to season, we wanted to continue to see it, but we want a bigger story now. And I think what happened when, at the end of season two, they realized they'd made their mistake, they had to include that then in in Book of Boba Affair. it definitely took the shine away from Boba himself. Um, I look. I like Bob. I like the book of Boba Fett. Don't get me wrong, I do. Was it brilliant? No,
0: I don't think it was. Uh, It was very. I like the part where it became the Mandalorian. (laughs) <laughs> That's it. I like where they're like I, and I love the fact that like they made this show before they got the fan reaction but in the middle of it they're just like yeah this isn't working okay we're the Mandalorian now and it's like okay I really like that show so I'm okay with this <laughs> yeah.
1: but I def- I definitely think because uh, come the end of Book of Boba Fett obviously we, we then had Mando reunited with Grogu uh, Luke was going off to build his temple we all know how that went uh, Ahsoka was going off to do her searching for Ezra and Tron and whatnot, which I can't fucking wait for. I think that's going to be epic. But I think when it came down to the final episode, and it was the fan, it was all about fan reaction, and Book of Boba Fett wasn't really well received. So I think they're looking at that go, like Disney executives and all going, "We need to be careful with this now." We can't go too crazy on it. So you know, we haven't seen much of a hype, which I've t- I do find strange personally, mm. because it's been one of Disney Plus's or has been Disney Plus's number one show. It was for the a show that time. launched Disney Plus. Exactly. So we haven't seen many much fanfare. And I'm like, are they starting to lose fate? You know, a lot of the Disney Plus Star Wars shows have been very mixed reactions. Now I've loved I loved Obi Wan. Um, I loved Andor. Andor, oh, yes. next absolutely level. Next go- level. Uh, unbelievable. Can't wait for the next series because we are getting another series. I love. Oh yeah. Andor. Um. So I'm like, are, are we starting to see their fate in the Mandalorian dip? And I'm really hoping not because it's been such a fantastic show. It's been, you know, it's been Star Wars without it being too Star Wars. Mm. I think the inclusion of, of Luke Skywalker for one episode was more than enough. Yeah. You didn't need any more than that. That a yeah. lo- few minutes of Luke Skywalker was fine. To follow something else in the Star Wars universe that's not a Jedi, yes. Yeah. You, you, you give me that all day long.
0: I think. Um... I, like, I don't think they've lost faith in The Mandalorian because it hasn't done anything to. And if anything, the fact that they turned the, the Book of Boba Fett into The Mandalorian and everyone's like, that's the show we want. We love that show. I, I don't think they've lost any faith. I think they just have whereas they had all their Star Wars eggs in the Mandalorian basket for a while, I think now they've just spread their options. So again, they have Andor, they have Ahsoka again, Obi-Wan is something that in theory they could go back there. There's loads they could use if they want, they could, they could have a solo sequel and release that as a TV show as well. People want it. So like, why not? So again, I just think that it's not the main priority, whereas it once was, I think that may be, but I think by the time it starts airing again, we'll be fine, like, and, and, and I'm not kind of worried. It is interesting though because like we're going from that Andor style of storytelling, which is very fresh, very new for Star Wars, and we're going back into what originally before Andor we thought was the peak that we could get in the Filoni and Favreverse. And there's nothing wrong with what they do, but they're very cameo heavy, they're very, they will get into the kind of fan-pleasing moments, which Tony Gilroy says he's not doing, mainly because he doesn't give a shit about Star Wars, <laughs> which is what makes Andor so fresh, because it's just he, he's writing his old show, it's just set in the Star Wars universe um, but we are getting back into that who do you think we could see? because we know we are getting cameos, we got in Book of Boba Fett, we got Luke Skywalker and Ahsoka Tano hanging out, just because they could, and it was amazing, Um, who do you think we, we could get? Let's name some names oh...
1: Well, obviously, we are going to get people that we've seen before, obviously. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're obviously, we've, we've got Mando. You're going to have Bo-Katan and her kind of little makeshift army. Um, we, we are getting the armor back. And I definitely feel, I just, I don't know, why I, I keep coming back to this, but I definitely feel the armor, there's something more to the armor that meets the eye. She could be a character that we know. She could be a a, a character that, okay, we don't know, but is actually quite significant, quite important. I just don't know. I don't could that want be to. be Ob Two? Could she be Satine's? What if she's sati- I'm just saying. It's possible. What, it's possible. Oh, yeah. Like she could be a relative or you know something there. Yeah. Um, I personally, what I don't want to see, I don't want to see any uh, Jedi. I don't because the mm. show doesn't need them. Okay. You know, when you've got an Ahsoka show, it's all about a Jedi. When you've got Obi wan it's all about a Jedi. I want you know Andor zero Jedi, mm. and it was fucking brilliant. It worked. You yeah. know, it it was the start of the rebellion. It was a, a, a nice new imperial freshness for me because I love the Empire and it it was it was great. It was nice and fresh and different. Yeah. It was a different story. It was like it was like looking at a longer version of Rogue One. That's what yeah. it felt like to me yeah. because Rogue One, no Jedi. I'm like, this is what I've, I'm craving this. Yeah. So I'm hoping that we don't get any Jedi in it. Potentially people to see, oh, now... Um, there's oh, it's a tough one to it, it's a tough one because okay. we're at a point in time where um it's after uh Return Jedi, could we potentially see someone like Han Solo? I don't know. I don't know what I'd want to her You know, could we...
0: aged Harrison Ford? We'd have to get as well. Like yeah, from that. it's it's, it's yeah. a thing
1: where I don't I I I don't yeah. know. I what I'd like I'd like to see more uh New Republic stuff because yeah. um we've we've not seen all we've seen is is two two X-wing guys.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and in one of the trailers we do see that X-Wing pilot. It's not the Filoni pilot, it's the other guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh we do see him in the trailer. And for me, I was like, I'd like to see a little bit more kind of inclusion of of the New Republic because I do want to know more about where they went from. Return of the Jedi to being, be, being being no more in yeah. uh, the Force Awakens because yeah. that was it. Like come the Force Awakens, the New Republic was gone wiped out in in yeah. a single shot, which was stupid because you you
0: know. But well, again, it gives it leaves it leaves a rampway. It gives them yeah. a story to tell. There's something there. Yeah. I I'm gonna. Agree with you, but also slightly disagree with you and maybe change your mind a little bit. I don't want, I'm going to agree with you in saying I don't want to see this story be Jedi focused in any way. I agree with you totally in that. I want it to be about Mandalorians in Mandalore and stuff like that as well. However, Grogu has an arc still left to tell. So I think we will see some Jedi in this. I think we're going to see a cameo or two. um, And I think this is going to change your mind. Okay. Go on. One thing we've never seen from Grogu and and we absolutely have to see at some stage is how he escaped from the Jedi temple in Order 66. I think we're going to see that. Also of interest is very recently, they had Hayden Christensen and Obi-Wan Kenobi shoot some scenes in Coruscant for the Obi-Wan show. And potentially they could have been like, while well, we have you, <laughs> could we park a Brinks truck up to your driveway and just get you to do one or two? I'm not saying all of them, but I'm saying we could potentially. We have seen a flashback, a brief flashback of Brogu in Order 66. He was there, Hayden Christensen was there. Hayden Christensen is now welcome back into the Star Wars family. He has recently shot a Star Wars show, he's available and interested. I'm just saying we may see him, um, and and again in flashback form. I don't think we're gonna obviously we won't see him like as a, as a part of the show. He's he's not around anymore. But I'm just saying that's that's, that's that is in a play. distinct
1: that's a distinct possibility because as you say there were there those flashbacks in Obi One uh, yeah. where they were in the temple and. Um, it was the Order 66. The clones were there, which looked fantastic. Physical clones, yeah. not fucking CGI, physical clones. Love it. Absolutely love it. Um, I, I I, like the fact that we could potentially get something like that. Um, I don't necessarily think that the Grogu stuff is going to be heavily Jedi centric. For the simple fact is he has left that behind. He's made he a choice. Yeah. He was given the choice. He could have had Yoda's fucking lightsaber. Mm. But he didn't want it. Yeah. He was like, Do you want to be a Jedi or do you want to go with your dad? Mm. Essentially. Yeah. So, what I'd like to see is I'd, I'd like 100% agree. I would love to see exactly how he escaped, or yeah. should I say, who helped him escape? Yeah. Exactly. It's not necessarily about how he escaped, it's about who helped him. And that is the very interesting part. Yeah. Because who potentially at this point in time, could be alive, that helped them. And we, and we just we just don't know. It could be a Jedi. We know. It could be a Jedi. We don't know.
0: Are we May going not be in- a Jedi? It
1: could be. It, it could, could be.
0: be uh, it, been, like, it could have been like be could be fucking Rex. Well, no, it wouldn't have been Rex He, he was busy. But it could have. You know, it could have been. Could've,
1: it could have been a clone. And I'll tell yeah. you why. If you like, you know, we we've been watching the Bad Batch as well.
0: Yeah. yeah. And we in, the bad,
1: in the bad in in the Bad Batch, you've got clones that are questioning exactly their their place in the universe why they did what they did and why they're still doing it yeah so doesn't you know we have seen clones with these chips that have malfunctioned and they were like we shouldn't be doing this so we just don't know it could have been a clone i you know what now now that i say that i think i like that idea i would like Mm -hmm. to see that you know i would like to see we, we you know we don't really know if he's still around or not but i would actually like to see live action rex
0: yeah uh, we're okay. gonna at some stage, but yeah. again, I I'd say it's more likely in Ahsoka than here. Yeah. Um, just because they're very closely linked. Okay, look, we are gonna discuss so, like again, for Spotify listeners, if you are listening to the podcast, okay, we're gonna wrap up shortly on this. Um, but what we're gonna do as well is we also have a page 180 pod YouTube channel. Um, we do want to discuss, and we're kind of getting into it, the bad batch season two. We also want to discuss Jetter Survivor, okay? We don't do these catch-ups and halves, we do it for real. So if you wanna kind of if you want to listen to this. Um, you can just check out the YouTube if you're watching on YouTube just keep watching uh, you see that obviously look there's a lot left in the video <laughs> however long that'll be um, but again uh, we are going to wrap it up but I do before we wrap up this Spotify portion of this discussion I do uh, and the Mandalorian preview I do want to get your thoughts on this best Mandalorian moment and you can't include Luke Skywalker's comeback because again that might be consensus moment For a lot of people Or if you had to do a vote I'd say it win Fairly clearly But outside of that moment What's your What's the best moment They've had in this show So far for you Now are we including 2.5 we can include two point five, okay. yeah. So, now, I, like I, that is
1: the Mandalorian. I don't think his best moment was in that, but I just want to know if we were including it. Right. Oh, it uh, I, I personally wouldn't say that the Luke moment was the best moment of the right. Mandalorian. It would be a great moment in the Mandalorian, but in in terms of the Mandalorian himself, Din Djarin wasn't his best moment. It was mm-hmm. Grogu, maybe one of Grogu's best moments, or Luke Skywalker's best moments, and whatnot. Uh, I think for me, there the, there would be kind of two two episodes where I go. That, you know, that was like this is exactly What we were looking for from the Mandalorian So you look at the very last episode of season One mm. when he goes Back and, he's, and he basically he's, he's he's going to rescue Grogu That's what he's, what he's doing so when he goes in You know he, he meets the armor again Obviously he gets the jetpack So when he has that fight When when he's kind of trying to leave And he has that fight with all the The um The Imperials And just fucking epic, epic showdown Then you've got the stuff on the lava And uh, the uh Oh, uh, IG IG8? Yes
0: right? oh That oh my was God.
1: heartbreaking But oh. I think one of the best parts Of that was, you've got Moff Gideon In a fucking TIE fighter And he's yes. like, I got this lads <laughs> And he just flies off That to me was absolutely Fantastic, absolutely yeah. loved it But I think he in Jaron, in terms of how good he is, was the episode? I, uh, uh, it was, it was a, it was a prison. And we're,
0: gonna say, we're yeah. gonna say the same one. We're gonna say the same one.
1: It was, it was when he went to the prison, and he's with yes. all you know, he's with the guy with the horns, and he's with that guy who's the comedian. I can never remember his
0: name. Chapter six, the prisoner. Um, you have they're saving uh, Quinn. And Bill Burr is the comedian. Um, what's his name again? I forget. It'll come to me. But for me, that episode, that was that was
1: top tier. Dinger and top tier Mandalorian from start to finish. That episode had me hooked. If you had to make if you had extended, extended that episode and made it into a movie, it would have been the oh. best fucking Star Wars movies ever made. Absolutely fantastic.
0: The best it was, it was a, moment in that was where you have the red light. And then you have that going out. And then in the background, you just see Din getting closer behind uh, behind them and just creeping up on them. Yeah. In terms of power scaling, like that that Din is badass and like Jedi-like. um, Yeah. No, for me, that's the exact same pick. Migs Mayfield is the character. Also a good shout is the, the season two episode where they break him out of prison. And he kind of comes good as well. Like he'll kind of yeah. turn around. The tension where they're in the Imperial camp. And they're just sitting there and you're like he's about to get and then like Dean has to take off the helmet uh, and like everything there amazing incredible incredible that stuff.
1: that moment that scene when it's Mayfield is it Mayfield? makes Mayfield makes Mayfield when he's sitting down and he's across <sighs> he's across from the Imperial uh officer and they're talking about um operation uh, mm, cinder they're talking about operation cinder. And just to me, I didn't realize Bill Burr was as good as he was, but He's my brilliant. God, the acting chops in this one two minute scene was fucking phenomenal. Yes. Absolutely phenomenal. And then how they ended that scene was, he shoots him. The two of them just look at each other. Fuck it. <laughs> we start shooting the shit out. It was so good. <laughs> oh, so, so good. Amazing. Bill Ford, we need to see. Right, there you go. Yeah, he will.
0: He needs to be in season 3 He'll be back He'll be back yeah. He's 100% going back. He's too Definitely. good not to um, Okay well look We're going to wrap that up We got there Look I'm really hyped Just talking about great moments I'm hyped I'm back <laughs> There we go I'm in uh, I hope you guys are too For the Spotify listeners We're wrapping this up If you want more We're going to be discussing The Bad Bad season 2 so far And Jedi Survivor And kind of speculating around that We're going to be talking about that On the page 180 pod YouTube uh, Jerry thanks for joining us Um, uh, For for those who are tapping out now Um, But yeah we'll, we'll continue Continue This conversation throughout uh, Once the last of us ends We're going to check back in And we're going to keep The Pedro Pascal party going <laughs> um, Moving on anyway For those of us Who are sticking with us On YouTube Let's talk some Of The Bad Batch Season 2 It has been a shift change Like and yeah. that's What I've So far what I've really Liked about it is we ended on such a high and like you had crosshair, obviously that moment where they're, they're ultimately uh, like essentially just doing a genocide, (laughs) the empire or, and again, you have uh, that moment where crosshair kind of, you know, he doesn't turn face, but he doesn't like he, he does help the Bad Batch and show us that he is family. And again, like it's all very important and it's all very like central to the plot. And we kind of came off season one on that high and season two made the, for me, brave decision of not following that up. Of getting very into the weeds and getting it very into adventure of the week type stuff, yeah. um, and and building and fleshing out the characters involved, you know what I mean, and and laying the table, which is such a massive risk because it had been a while since season one, they had to hook us back in. And the thing I like about the Bad Batch is they're not trying to be an Andor. They're not trying to be an Obi-Wan Kenobi. There's a a great quote from, I I think it's a former CEO or current CEO of Netflix, where you have to either be one of two things. You have to either be really expensive and really successful, or you have to be cheap, but also like build a cult following. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And Obi-Wan, the Mandalorian, Andor, that is the really expensive and has to be really successful. If it's not, then it's a failure. Bad batches for us. <laughs> it's our it's our poison. It's for the absolute addicts. Um, what are your thoughts on on season two, software?
1: I I hundred percent agree with you that the it's been a different change of pace, like you were saying, like the adventure of the week type of thing. Mm. And for me, what I found very interesting is that it was no longer really centralizing around Omega, yeah. you know, because they were making Omega out to be something different, something. You know, she she wasn't supposed to be what she was. Mm-hmm. Obviously, she was a clone, but there's something about Omega that makes her special and makes her different. But we hasn't been touched on at all in in no. season two, and I find that very interesting. Now, that's not to say I, I, I'm not enjoying it because it it's fantastic, absolutely brilliant. The it, you know it's not all about the action for me it's about how the characters interact and I think yeah. they're they're absolutely fantastic um I you know are, are we able to talk you know are we are we going into spoiler territory here yeah or?
0: so so like from here we're assuming if you're watching the YouTube and you're watching this deep into the conversation we're assuming you're you're on board and you're one of us and you're a hardcore so we will be talking spoilers like again if you've seen up to the end of episode nine um if you've seen up to that, you're, yeah, we're good to, to talk for no. really.
1: Well, for me, now you know me, you know that I love the Empire, and what seeing the slow change from the clones to this kind of hybrid clone stormtrooper, and then to eventually see that scene. Now, you, I, I, you know what exactly what scene I'm talking about. Yeah, when they hear them, they're in the Senate chamber. Oh. And they sit, and they hear the this noise, and all of a sudden the platform raises up, and there he is, and he talks about Admiral Rampart, how he was a traitor, yeah, yeah. and Emperor I can't Palpatine, believe... by the way, oh yeah, how yeah. how he how he how Admiral Rampart's a, a traitor, and you know he's going to be punished, but he does have a point, so we should get rid of the clones and create yeah. the Imperial oh. Stormtroopers, and you're like. Oh, shit. So that then begs the question, what's actually going to happen to the clones? When you look at uh, Obi-Wan and one of the episodes, you actually see a homeless clone. Is that the fate of tens of thousands of clone troopers? Is that what's going to happen to them? It's very interesting to see. Obviously, the Bad Batch are something very different. And now when you start to look at it, you've got Commander Cody and he's gone rogue. He's, he's mm-hmm. gone because he now realizes we shouldn't have, oh, fuck, what have I done? Yeah. Now, obviously, we, we, we've had Rex and we've had the, the other clones that were with him. We've got the Bad Batch. What's going to happen with Cody? And I think that for me was one of the very interesting points in, the, in this whole thing, because you've got not just one clone, you've got many clones now questioning what's going on. You've got deserters, you've got people running away. Not all of them are going to get away. What is the Bad Batch themselves going to do to help them? And I think I see that's, I see that, sorry, I see that's how it's going to go. You know, the Bad Batch are basically just trying to survive at this point. You know, they're doing a few jobs. They wanted to get that big score, you know, as I was willing them. Get the box. Yeah. Get the box with the jewels and you're set for like Get the box. And they didn't get the box. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. They want a big score. They want to, to get it enough money that, you know, they don't have to be scrounging around to try and make a living. And I see them helping the clones now what because we don't know what's going to happen to the clones the clones are now start you know you're you're, you've still got the venator class star destroyers and i think by um by the next season you're you're going to see a big change of you're not going to have the venators anymore you're going to have proper imperial star destroyers you're going to have fully fledged stormtroopers um it's it's very interesting to, to see exactly how this is progressing Will we see more about Omeya again? I hope so, because I thought oh, yeah, that was very yeah. compelling. I'm like, why haven't we seen it, though? That's the question. Why haven't we I, seen I,
0: it? I'll tell you why, because what, they, what they're what they addressing now is something that they badly needed to. Season one of the Bad Batch was interesting, because I remember, obviously, look, anyone who's seen Clone Wars and anyone who's seen Rebels, you know, even though Filoni was moving to live action with the Mandalorian and, and, and now Ahsoka as well, we didn't want the cartoon side of Star Wars to end because again, there's so much opportunity to explore in that space that they just can't in live action as well. And so many characters they can bring back and do that again. We just saw Palpatine here and you know what I mean? We've seen so much because again, like with the Palpatine, you know, cameo that they had in this series, but also like with stuff that he did, like even in rebels, like when we saw him trying to tempt Ezra and stuff like that as well, We've seen, we never got to see that side of Palpatine. You know what I mean? In Return of the Jedi and the likes. We just saw him being generally evil, generally manipulative. And we had to infer a lot ourselves. You know what I mean? And if you read books and comics and stuff like that as well, you would have got a lot of that fleshed out. But we never got to see it actually play out in, in terms of like on the screen. And we get to see it now. We get to see why he's in the position he is, how manipulative he is, how he's able to like, again, stormtroopers were coming in one way or another, you know what I mean? It was either, you know, the Senate was going to vote for Rampart's plan or Palpatine was going to throw Rampart under the bus and go, this proves why we need stormtroopers. You know what I mean? How no matter what happens, he's able to manipulate a situation towards, he gets his way. And that, and that's why he's the great dictator. And he is, and that's why that's what makes the empire. So fearsome. That's what makes them so fearful. But like with that as well, we get to have that stuff fleshed out. But I remember when, when, we got the Bad Batch and it was announced. That's how the cartoons are kind of continuing. That's the natural sequel, so so to speak, from Clone Wars. It was based off just a brief arc in the last series of Clone Wars where we were introduced to the Bad Batch and we were kind of left with, what? They're the guys? and not in a bad way. They, they seem reasonably interesting, but again, they're, they're clones and they're very kind of, you know, they're, the way we're introduced to them, they were very kind of you know, generic kind of hitmen kind of things where they are special and they do have abilities that clones don't have, you know what I mean? They're kind of genetically superior clones uh, in many ways uh, because of how they're programmed. But again, there wasn't much character there. And while the part of the history, I think season one thrived because they were in such an uncharted part of history just after Order 66. We've never seen that uh, in television or movies before. What happens in the days, literally the minutes afterwards, you know, they take us from there. Um, Like, literally, we start the Bad Batch uh, in Order 66. Um, Like, and that's how the show begins. And again, that's what made it done but now I think what we needed here was we needed to care about people because the only characters they'd really given us the opportunity to care about in season one because they just had so much ground to cover were Hunter and, and Omega yeah, we didn't really have much and Crosshair as well just because Crosshair went the other way and sided with the Empire and, and went full good soldiers follow orders and obviously had that amazing moment at the end of season one where he's like no I'm not acting because of the inhibitor chip this is just who I am and I'm making these decisions of myself which is a way more interesting way for him to go and and it's such a, a genius move on their part to kind of have him go that way. They're the only people we've kind of got to. Now we're getting to flesh out rec... Uh, sorry, we're getting to uh, we're getting to flesh out tech, uh, who amazing by the way, I loved the last episode, Uh, like such a great tech episode, and we're getting loads of them this season like, for example, I've seen a lot of people talk about is he neurodivergent, like that whole quote where he was speaking about, and are they getting representation somehow through these bad patches, like are are people allowing themselves to somehow feel seen through these characters now, which is just something I never thought we'd get you know Mm -hmm. what I mean, um and, and like that quote that he had with Omega where it's like, of course, I feel sad about uh, Echo kind of going his own way. And even that was a, an, an amazing kind of decision and and car- character building um, when he's like, well, no, I'm going to go with Rex and I'm going to kind of do my own thing and, and fight like this is where my path takes me and. Um, like, you know, and and he's like, of course I miss Echo, of course I miss Crosshair, I just, I feel things differently to you and I process them differently to you Um, and that was amazing as well so I feel now they needed to flesh that out, we're obviously going to get back to Omega, there's obviously rumours about, you know, is she four sensitive are there aspects to her character, you know what I mean, and and maybe that's there there are definite signs, like even in the last episode where, you know, she's able to kind of uh, extract the Ipsium in a way that you know, it, it's almost Jedi-like, you know what I mean? And the, it's this very tricky situation where it could go wrong at any stage and Omega just was like, no, I got this, no, this is easy. Um, you know, <laughs> that's that's very Jedi-like. And, and it's, just, it's all there and they're just kind of easily putting us in. But I like that. I think the end of the last episode kind of set us up nicely where, you know, I think now... What, what they've done for it to, to, to facilitate this bit of character development. And don't get me wrong. There have been some amazing big picture kind of scenes in this the, the one episode where we went back and we kind of tracked Crosshair and, and, and kind of, we saw Cody go wall as a result. That episode is big picture. And that episode is kind of going to be something that's important. And, and that's going to be something that we kind of navigate towards. I imagine by the end of season two, um, and again, th- then you had the conspiracy theory where uh, the conspiracy uh, double-parter, uh, episode seven and eight, where you obviously had Tucci investigating this conspiracy uh, and and kind of seeing that Rampart was corrupt and then befell him and, uh, and so on and so forth. So we have seen some big picture stuff, but I think a lot of it has been Adventure of the Week stuff, working for Sid, doing odd jobs. That is just to get the character development we need so that we care that much more. This Sid at the end of this episode, kind of being like, Well, look, this is your problem. You're stuck in the planet, figure it out. Um, and then the guys being like, No, pal, you're only alive because we saved you so many times. So you're gonna help us. And she is begrudgingly, but that's gonna point them in a different direction where they're like, Right, we need to get away from Sid and we need to start thinking bigger picture. Yeah. I think Echo's decision has had obvious effects on the likes of Omega, who is now questioning herself. Um and she's like, "Why aren't we going, with Echo? What are we doing here? What is our purpose? Why are we going with Sid?" Um, and she's the moral center. I think we have to kind of do that. Hunter is her protector and technically the leader, but he's very much the protector and leader of the group. In terms that he will tell them, he'll do what he he he'll protect Omega and he'll do what she wants and needs because he's got that further like kind of you know protectiveness over her. And she's going to guide the group in that sense. She's mm. going to be their morality. She's going to be like, we need to go back to Echo and we need to focus on the bigger picture here. He's yeah. where the fight is and that's where we should be. We need to stop fighting out here and being like just random petty criminals because this this shit's ridiculous. We're going to die. and We nearly did. Um, so I think that's where it's going. But I, I, I've liked the fact that they've been brave and, and stepped away from the big picture. But I think we're very much over the last seven episodes going to get back into the mix.
1: I, I, I 100% agree. For me, it, it was different from season one, but it needed to be different from season one because, as you said, you, you needed that character development. And each episode has given us that. Now, that episode you were talking about with Crosshairs and, and Cody was fantastic, oh absolutely fantastic because it, it's not just about him being who he is. It's like you, it, it, it starts out with him lying down, looking at the ceiling, he can't sleep. His alarm goes off and he's like, well, I better get up. And then he goes down and he's kind of getting something to eat. And the other clones are like, What
0: nerd. <laughs> yeah. He really and, is the nerd. He's like the swan. He's like, I'll do anything the Empire asks. And exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> well,
1: he, he, he's very much not, you know, he, he he's not part of the group. He's not part of yeah. this. And he, even you know, it's not even just Cody's kind of progression in the episode. It's his as well. It's like they, it was going to be peaceful and he just fucking shoots her. Yeah. And it's like part of that part for me, it's like, is he lost? I was like, have we actually lost him? No, I don't think we have. I think, I think when you look at him again, near the end of the episode, lying down, not being able to sleep, he is, you know, he hears then that Cody has, yeah. Can run away. He's questioning everything. It's 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 almost Vader esque in in, in in if if you kind of get it me. Help. It's yeah. it's the internal struggle yeah. of good versus evil in and it's not good versus evil in the universe. It's good versus evil in him, and what's going to win? You know, should he actually be a good soldier, follows orders, or should I, you know, do the right thing? Can think- we? Oh, will we see him actually go back to the Bad Batch? Oh, I would love it.
0: Imagine saying that.
1: But part of me doesn't want that.
0: Yeah. Because part of
1: me, it's great to have the little cameos from the Emperor and have the likes of Admiral Rampart on it. But the Bad Batch are always going to need an actual enemy. Mm. Is crosshairs that they're big bad? In a way, I kind of want to see that. I want to see... It be just them versus him or him versus them.
0: Yeah.
1: And have the stormtroopers behind them and, and and whatever it may be. But either way, it's an interesting story. If it's them uh versus him, or if it's him saving the day and rejoining them, it's it's compelling. Yeah, it's very compelling. It's very much as good as the Clone Wars, is that it hooks you in. Yeah. And and these episodes. Um, Even the 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 one it was almost like the like the pod racers, mm. the pod racing episode, and and you had tech doing his thing and that that was fantastic. I I loved yeah. that episode as well,
0: and that was one of the weaker ones. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like that's one the the like you could miss that episode and and not miss anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But again, just the quality of the show has just stepped up exponentially, and that we're now just enjoying spending time with these people because they have that depth, and we we know them well enough to be able to kind of put ourselves in their head because. With Crosshair, for example, I don't think he knows yet. You know what I mean? I don't think he I think seeing Cody make that decision was much more impactful for him than seeing his peers make the same decision. Because Cody was a good soldier who did follow orders, and now his decision is being made by going, What the fuck? What are we doing here? This is not right, like and then having to follow those kind of you know what I mean. So I think that's having a massive impact on him, and 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 it will. I think it's gonna be amazing. We we will discuss more as as it goes on. There's still seven yeah. more more episodes, and and I'm loving it. And and yeah, I'm I'm excited every single week now. Again, loving my Wednesdays. We're gonna have like a brief period where there is Mandalorian and the Bad Batch new episodes. Amazing. Yeah. amazing. Oh,
1: definitely. That's what I love about it. We're gonna. There's so much coming out There's so yeah, much, and yeah, yeah. it's just getting thrown on us. But it's good stuff. You know, it's not yeah. like oh that again. It's good stuff. Yeah. I think we're definitely gonna get a clearer picture by the end of the season exactly where the show is going. This is this is not the end. We're we're getting two, three, four more seasons out of Bad Batch. Fingers crossed. Uh exactly. You know you give, give me at least four seasons of Bad Batch. That's what I say.
0: I don't feel uh, we're I don't feel we're creating anywhere near towards the end anyway. Like no. again, it feels more like at the at the latest, it's, we're heading towards the halfway point, you know, because we don't know the big picture yet fully. Um, let's talk another thing again that's coming out. There is so much coming out again, and it's been a very Star Wars heavy year for me, but I'm loving it. Um, for the first time in January, I the best PS Plus gifts they've ever given me because this just passed me by somehow. It passed me by despite the fact I'm such a huge Star Wars fan. Jedi Fallen Order, I never played it. And finally they gave it on PS Plus So I'm like, look, I've got a lot of time And broke January <laughs> So I'm going to play this And and I loved every second of it And just in time for Jedi Survivor It's been pushed back a little bit until the 28th of April um, We're back with Cal Kestis who's going to be back with new allies uh, Taking place at roughly the same time As the Obi-Wan Kenobi show, just throwing it out there uh, And it's going to be set Five years after Fallen Order Again, there's going to be a lot of gameplay improvements uh, Looking forward to this, see you buzzing for what, what, how are you feeling like with this coming out? I was very
1: much like you. Is that for me? Fallen Order kind of just fell by the wayside. I'm mean, like, I knew it was coming out. I'd seen the trailers for the original uh, game, and I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, I'll get to it. And I never did. Yeah. You know, th- there's plenty of times in my life I'll go and like, I'm not justifying paying seventy quid for that. I'm just, like, there's no justification. I can't have a mortgage to pay bills and the whole lot. I can't pay seventy quid for that. Yeah. So very much like you, uh, I, I saw. Oh. It's
0: free. Okay, <laughs> we we we're, can we can go. with free, fans, but we're both cheap. That's what yes. we're learning. <laughs>
1: very very cheap, very cheap. Now I have to put my hand up and say I haven't actually finished it.
0: Oh really? Uh, okay, but I want I've to been. I've, any spoilers.
1: No, no, don't don't worry about that. But I've been, I have been. You know, the game has is out a while now. I've seen many spoilers uh, all over okay. the likes of TikTok and YouTube and uh, Instagram. So you don't need to worry.
0: Do you know? Uh, right, but like the ending is phenomenal like you haven't seen any of the ending sequences right? have you like that no. ha- tell me that hasn't been okay okay because there's stuff that will just like blow your mind so much that you're like how am I supposed to keep playing because this is fucking incredible <laughs> <laughs> so like as long as that hasn't been spoiled oh, no. I- I'm actually a bit jealous because I've never had an experience like this where I'm like oh my Fucking God! And then I'm like, oh wait, I'm playing the game. I have to keep going. <laughs> like it's yeah. it's that good. It, it, that's like
1: um, it's like a friend of mine who who suggested to me. He said, don't watch the last of us yet. Play the game first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, I'm so jealous. I'm like, why are you jealous of me, because because you get to play for the first time now. Yeah. He's done. He's done full playthroughs about ten times. Absolutely loves it. So uh, a lot of people have been on to me. Go make sure you finish it before. Uh, the next game comes out, I'm like, okay, no, I will, I will definitely yeah. finish it before then. But, but for me, it it was obviously it's it's very uh Jedi centric because you know think of the name, it it's something that we've not seen before. It was something very different, and uh, the customization that I see in the game is fantastic, yeah. absolutely fantastic, Uh the characters are are compelling. I know we get uh, a certain Dark Lord, or Dark Lord to sit in it. Because I've seen that part okay um to me, it's like once it didn't encompass the entire game and it didn't take too much away from the in- the main game, I'm happy with that uh, i would I would imagine. Somebody who has who's gotten to that party, you're like, <gasps> oh shit, oh god, that's, oh yeah, my god! No, that's what I'm that's talking you.
0: about. I'm like, how am I supposed to? Like, just keep playing here. I'm like absolutely geeking out. <laughs> yeah. But, it's but incredible. To, to,
1: to me, it was it was it was like playing. When I started playing it, it's like playing the the old Republic for the first time. Mm. Because it wasn't you playing with like a Skywalker character or 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 somebody from from the movies. It was somebody brand new, unique. Even his master was was brand new, completely unique. And um, the story, the little droid that he has, you know, everything to do yeah. with it. It's it, yeah, it's just. It's it's fresh. That's that's what I will say about it. It's fresh, it's, it's something different. Obviously, you know, we're getting lightsabers, we're getting Jedi, we're getting inquisitors, you know, and that's that's very compelling to me. It's like we we've seen them in a number of different instances now, these these inquisitors. We've seen them in, in shows, we've seen them in games. I like that we're getting different. Every time we see, every time new ones come along, we have new ones and and, and different characters. I'm absolutely loving it. So it's very interesting to see what the new game will bring. Now uh, it was it was due uh, it was due uh, this one wasn't it? But it's been pushed yeah, back now. Delayed.
0: A- it got delayed around five six months, partly because they have a book coming out. Um, on the seventh of March, there's going to be a special book coming out that'll take you. It's Star Wars Jedi Battle Scars. It's going to take you from the end of Fallen Order to Jedi Survivor. So part of it is that, but also as well, they just wanted to kind of make sure it was it was good to go. Respawn are in the quality that's much above anything. That They've ever done before. There's going to be gameplay improvements. So there was aspects of it. Je- it wasn't a perfect game um, for me. It falls just under the likes of Spider-Man um, in terms of like these these games that like you know finally we're getting this amazing like kind of world-building game in this uh, this where we've wanted to kind of play. Um, but they are making travel easier. For example, one thing I really didn't like about it was the kind of open worldness where you finish a mission and then you've got to travel back to the ship, and it's like. And it's like, come on, this isn't part of the mission. The mission's over. Like I literally just have to go all the way back. Um, which again, there was aspects of it where it worked, like where particularly you're, you're traveling on certain objects and so on. Uh, I won't say anything in case you haven't reached that stage. (laughs) Um, but there was aspects where that worked and it played into it, but again, there was aspects where it's like this is just I'm just wasting time here. Like yeah, um, so they have made that easier. There was bits I didn't like as well. Like you had to like when you arrive on a planet, you have to kill every animal that you come across. I'm like, this isn't cool. Like well, I'm, I'm a <laughs> dickhead, like I'm just murdering animals here because like and they're the natives, I'm the I'm the trespasser. So I wasn't mad about that aspect of it as well. Um, but again, they have stuff like we you weren't able to play with blasters, you will be in Jedi Survivor and you'll also be able to stop blaster fire so they'll have improved Jedi things also as well, one thing that we've seen in in, uh, the, the trailers, you'll be able to grab your enemy and make them fight on your behalf so basically, you hold up a stormtrooper, turn him around, and have him start firing at his own men. <laughs> it's there's what some say. incredible stuff here. So I, I'm really optimistic about this game. I think it's going to be excellent. Like I, I cannot wait. So get, get it, get on it. 28th of April. You've got weeks. You've got you've got a couple of months. So uh, yeah, be all over that, Jerry. <laughs>
1: no, normally, when it comes to a game, and, and I kind of hook my teeth into it, I, I don't stop playing it. Yeah. And I, I am, I am very much one of those people that. Uh, I look at it like you, you know. You look at the time right now; it's twenty to nine. I'm like, right, I'll start playing it now, and I'm like, right, I'm playing that by an hour. It's like, fuck, it's two o'clock. Okay, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. will I, will I get it, I'll get another hour in. It's fine. And then yeah. this half three, like bollocks. Okay, uh, I need to go to bed. <laughs> but I just I sink my 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 teeth into it. Like I just uh, the last couple of days, I I found that um, WWE 2K22 is free yeah. on on the PlayStation, oh, wow. Plus. and I'm like, okay. I'll give it a go. I haven't played a wrestling game in fucking years. Like yeah. probably it was probably a SmackDown versus Raw was was one of the last games. <laughs> you know, and their donkeys years is gone. You yeah. know what I mean? So I kind of I said right, I'll I'll make my character, and I started playing at nine o'clock. It didn't finish till like quarter to three in the morning. I yeah. hadn't even. In a match yet.
0: <laughs> I've done that with Crane Arraser, to be fair. Like creating was, your character, yeah.
1: doing the hair and the face, because I wanted to make <laughs> sure that he had the big face and the beard and the big nose <laughs> and, and all that. And I was like, right, well, I make my guy fat because I'm not exactly skinny. I'm like, no, <laughs> fuck this, this. is a game. I'm not making him fat. Yeah, get a riff. So yeah, you get fucking abs and shit, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then I looked at the, the, making the move set, I'm like, this is like. 50 million fucking things I'm never going to use all of this Will I just leave some No, couldn't leave some I had to do it all And then eventually It's like right I, I'm going to start The creative mode now And then I went to The creative mode And I'm like Bollocks I need to create them All over again Because <laughs> you go, Once you go into The kind of story mode You have to create your character All over again I was no. like No oh, I'll do it again. I'll do it again <laughs> tomorrow. So I did it again the next day. Oh, but it's yes. very much one of those things that I have. It's downloaded. I've played the first kind of couple of uh, levels and the kind of first two oh, or three planets on it. on it. I am going to finish up. I will finish up by the time the next the game comes out. And then when the game comes out, me and me and you say that was a that was a great game. Uh, but we're not going to play this game yet until it's free.
0: <laughs> yeah there we go Yeah we'll, we'll push it off 28th of April for anyone Who isn't cheap like us uh, But yeah no We'll we'll, we'll, uh, we'll You can We'll review it around 2025 or thereabouts uh, Jerry soul Always an absolute pleasure uh, Guys Thanks, Follow really. him on uh, t- Follow him on socials uh, He's always doing something He's always busy So uh, yeah You can keep an eye On whatever projects you, you ever see him pop up But you're going to see uh, Much more of him Over the next couple of months uh, As we break down The Mandalorian uh, Every week And discuss all things Star Wars and you know we might throw in Picardus back we might throw in a bit of chat around that as well uh, both make uh, it so uh, yeah make so it so. we shall uh, be engaging um, over the time so uh, Jerry in the meantime may the force be with you and always a pleasure thanks very much